Hey everyone, I'm not on this episode, but that's okay. This is about a movie that came out a couple of years ago. You've probably never heard of it, and that's probably okay. That was Only God Can, and this is God Hello, and welcome to Godfellas, the small group that meets online. I'm Miss Hannah, and today, what a sad day it is. Are we already in our last week of Christian Girl Autumn? We are. And as we're coming out of this season, I just want us to remember the good times we had. From Mary Magdalene, to Grace Unplugged, to The Crucible... And now our final episode with Only God Can, a movie you've probably never heard of, but that's okay. Maybe you'll still never want to hear about it after this podcast. And we hope that maybe if you can forget about it, you should. With me today (laughs) are two, um, I I couldn't do a movie about gal pals without some of my gal pals, right? My closest friends. With us today, you've met her before. She was here talking about Esther, all things great. Please welcome Miss Natasha Bate. Hello, hello. Welcome back, Natasha. Thank um, you. And making her Godfellas debut, another one of my closest gal pals. You will know her. You will love her. Please welcome Miss Maggie Campbell. Paula. <laughs> That's the first time I think I've said your married name, which is, that was a weird out-of-body experience for me, but it's it's good. It is pretty. Get used to it. Get used to it. Yeah. (laughs) This is life now. This is, (laughs) this is your new. You're going to, just for like the next like eight months, you have to like get your last name in everywhere you can. Cause after Mm -hmm. that, you're going to be like Hannah Furman, um, the other one, what's my last name? And then you're going to, yeah. People are going to be like, are you okay? (laughs) Yeah, not anymore. Yeah, my shipping labels, though, still come as rich wine. So, you know, I still hold up to part of me because I just can't change, like, all the apps that say Mm. rich wine. So, like, my Amazon, Target. Yeah, you know. I know. I was thinking about that for, like, Instagram because I've taken Hannah Furman, but Mm -hmm. Hannah Smith is, like, taken. And then Hannah Smith-Michaels. Or Smichaels is taken because someone could be like Hannah S. Michaels. So like, I know. I'm already thinking about it. Speaking of which, um, if you follow us on Godfellas the Pod, you will know um, Zach and I got engaged last weekend. Yes, yes. How exciting. I know. So also had to have my my gals here chat about life. And I do want to give a shout out to our good friend, Miss Morgan LeBeau, who is our third gal pal, who unfortunately couldn't be here tonight, but we love her. Anyway. We do. We um, do love her. Mm-hmm. So, this movie, our whole approach, this is gal pals, right? Women, friendship, life, horrible movies together. Um, as we begin, and Natasha, I'll start with you. Why is, I, I, and it doesn't have to just be gal pals, why is fellowship so important to your faith? Like a, a group of friends or a group of people that you meet with, why do you think that's so important to your faith? If it is, I'm assuming. <laughs> uh, it is. It is important to my faith. Um, it's important to my faith for tons of reasons, I think connecting with people is really important. And I think that's something that God is very clear about in the Bible that he, he wants us to do. Um, 
I mean, a classic example, if you haven't heard a person, um, person, a pastor preach on this, then I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, but the Trinity being community itself, obviously is something that, um, we strive for is having that, um, it, it, it just, it shows us what community looks like and it shows us that it's important that, you know, he didn't, he didn't want to be alone and he's not alone. So, um, yeah. So that's like my biblical understanding or whatever, but uh, on the other sense, I just think that friendship in general brings so much joy in life. Um, it like shows me how to love better. It shows me how to, um, be a better friend, how to love myself more. Um, there's tons of things I learn in friendship. And so I don't know, that's, I think that, that kind of goes along. It just teaches me how to love better, which is exactly what the Lord does too. So I think that kind of coincides. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Thank you for that thoughtful answer. Um, Maggie, what about you? I think for me, it's about being in relationships with other people who get where I'm at. So like, Mm -hmm. especially young adults, like there's so much that we're walking through that people don't understand or judge us for, or look down about that, look down on us for it. Um, And it's just so important to have other girls who are walking through the same stage of life as you. So I'm kind of in the unique position where I'm a young adult female, but also married. So it's like you have to, for me, like I have my married girls who like understand what I'm going through as a wife, but then I have like my single girls who just get me because I'm Maggie and Mm -hmm. having both of those people, like you can't find one person who's going to meet every one of your needs. So having a bunch of girls to kind of speak into your life, um, in different ways where they are knowledgeable and wise is the best outcome. Yeah. So Maggie, that's like that that right there the whole like not everyone's gonna fulfill your needs that's exactly it i feel like i feel like everyone plays a role in your life and and like you can't expect anyone you can't like expect anyone to fill the perfect role for you Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and you know i think we see it in the bible god created adam and eve and when he created adam he said man should not be alone I'm creating a companion. I think that's just a root of fellowship. We're not meant to be alone. We're meant to have friendship. So, you know, having that small group of people is, I think, so or large group, you know, it's your personal preference. I think it's incredibly important because it's nice to talk things out and yeah, have that fellowship with people that just get what you're going through or are willing to listen and empathize with um, a situation that you're going through. So we watched this movie um, and we're just going to go in um, kind of portion by portion, just talk about what we thought and yeah, think about what this film meant and said about fellowship and (laughs) female friends. I just want to say, as we begin that opening scene where Coley is putting together the letters and you see like framed pictures of her friends. Zach was like, who has pictures of their friends like that in their room? And I was like, I do, Zach. I do. I also have them. I have pictures of my friends in my room. Yeah. They might not be like glamour shots, but. (laughs) Exactly. Or like, I get like you in the picture with your friend, but I don't personally just have a picture of like Hannah in my room. Right, right. right, And that's a mistake on your part. (laughs) Just a framed photo of Hannah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) so (laughs) yeah you're gonna so after this you're gonna go like walgreens print the picture and i'm gonna print a picture of you and zach and put it in my room yeah thank you thank you appreciate that (laughs) so we start this movie we know it's about five female friends get five yeah five female friends getting back together they're college friends um and the main one whose name I didn't find out until like halfway through the movie, Sarah. Um, I think it's Sarah. It's Sarah. Yeah. She meets with pastor Rodney and she is concerned. What do we think of this opening? 
I didn't understand. I didn't understand that dynamic at first. And later I, I thought, oh, okay. Like the later dynamic that is like is seen. I was like, oh, okay. Now this makes sense because I was feeling very weird vibes between them. And so I was like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> is this like supposed to be weird? Like it was like, he was supposed to be flirty, but it, it came off as like creepy. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, that whole time I was like, is he wearing a wedding ring? Because if he's married, these exchanges are far too inappropriate. I was like, they are yeah. flirting so much. Yeah. And you know, I don't want to jump forward because, you know, we're starting at the beginning. That's but okay. I would just say, I would just say that, like, they didn't clearly express what was happening until it was, like, abrupt. And it was, like. Yeah. Yeah. I, which, right. Which I think is, like, a, a poor power dynamic, too. Like, because, because, uh, okay, sorry. I'm just going to say they, they basically, yeah, the pastor and her, like, have this relationship. Kind of. It's, like. It's like a teenage thing where like, are you going to say it? No, are you going to say it? No. So they don't ever say they have feelings until they I get like, engaged like at you. the end. Right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden exactly. they get engaged at the end and they haven't even gone on a date or anything. But anyway. Alone. Yeah, they haven't been alone. <laughs> alone. I, I, um, yeah. But anyway, I thought it was a weird power dynamic because they didn't mention anything. Like maybe if he was like, Oh, I have the intention of dating you. I blah, blah, blah. Like, I like you, all this stuff. But it was just, like, all up in the air. So it was weird. It was, like, is she talking to him as, like, a pastor and someone who's at the church? Like, or is she talking to him as someone she's interested in? Like, where's... Because then she's spilling her emotional heart out to him. And I'm, like, I there's crossed lines. I'm not understanding. Yeah. 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 I agree with you. I... I also don't, some of the theology, like, right from the beginning, just, like, um, really caught me off guard with, I, also, I should clarify, we were all raised in the same denomination, so we all, for the most part, I would say, have similar beliefs. I just want to clarify that. We've known each other for a long mm -hmm. time. Not that people are wondering, but in case you were, there's your disclaimer. Um, <laughs> we're friends. <laughs> we're friends. Um, where she's saying, like, I should, where she's, the first thing she said that I wrote down was, um, I should be praying, but I'm thinking as if like God, like, like our thoughts can't be prayers. Like I, cause that's a lot of how I pray too, is like, right. I get what she's saying. She's going off like off trail, but I still think like, I don't know. I, I thought he was going to correct that. Like I thought they yeah. were leading that. I thought that was a leading thing. Like he was, she was going to say, I'm, I'm, I should be praying, but I'm thinking and him being like, well, you, you know, God hears all of your thoughts, blah, blah, blah. But that's not where they went. So it's like, he was oh. like, yeah, you sinner. Keep keep <laughs> sinning in my church. Like, no, it wasn't that dramatic. Yeah, there's another weird thing where, like, he, when, remember later in the movie when she, like, goes into the office to deliver the cupcakes? Yeah. And he's like, how are you doing? And she said, I'm doing good. I mean, God is good. Yeah, whereas, like. And I was like why can we not, why, why did you have to correct yourself and say God is good? Like, I it, must we all be know good. God is good. <laughs> like, because God is good, I can never have a bad day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There, like, like uh, yeah, no. He also, I think the pastor also said, I don't think God expects you to go places where you feel foolish and don't fit in. Uh, okay. What about like Jonah? <laughs> Esther, Moses, Gideon, Gideon. Yeah, like, literally everyone in the Bible <laughs> that like went somewhere they didn't feel comfortable going to. Like, right. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, I was confused by that too. Just kind of It was like, a lot of like Christian, Christianese, like different phrases that I was like, I don't littered. understand the backing. Yeah. 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 So there was then, just a lot. <laughs> yeah. He offers to watch her kids and they get very kind. Very That's kind. what I thought. I, I, no, no, I honestly, this is why I was confused because in the beginning and when they were talking, I was like, this is a weird dynamic. And maybe I just don't pick up on things as, as well because I was like, 
And then he offered, he was like, oh, I'll watch the kids. I thought he had a wife or something. I thought that too at the beginning. I thought he had a wife. So I thought, oh, you know, the pastor and his wife are going to watch her kids for her while she goes on this trip. That's so nice. And then later I found out he didn't. And I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> a little weird, yeah. no? And that's a weird flirt or- move too. Like, I'll watch your kids, sure. <laughs> like, yeah. But then later when they're like hanging out together, remember where she's like, why weren't you ever married? And he goes, well, one day I'll be married. Um, but I've been married to the Bible or I've been married. Or Jesus. Yeah, been, yeah. Or Jesus. Have, and I'm like, I have been married. Yeah. Oh I was my like, God. you've been married to the Bible. Yeah. And then she says, choice, a choice. Well, maybe you'll marry me. <laughs> yeah. That was some Hannah, that was some Hannah level flirting there. Yeah, like really bad. Honestly made me think of you. <laughs> uh, like uncomfortable. The world doesn't know this. I, before I met Zach, horrible flirt. I would say something like that. Yeah, 100%. I also think you were the best kind of flirt. Thank you. Thank you. You you, you made other people feel comfortable by being, by being so, so uncomfortable, uncomfortable <laughs> that they felt comfortable they in felt, return. You know, that they weren't uncomfortable. Like, so, oh, yeah. I can't be as bad. Like, there's no way now I'll be nearly <laughs> as bad as she is. Like, exactly. So, but I can yeah. confirm that after a year and a half of living in Wisconsin, the cheese is better here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Here we go. There was a man from Wisconsin <laughs> who lied to me. I'm just going to say it straight out. Because when I asked if the cheese hype was real, again, an example of my horrible flirting, he said no. <laughs> How come when I went to Wisconsin, I saw a cheese castle? Hmm? <laughs> he also didn't just say no. He didn't just say no. He said I mean, we have them in grocery stores. Yeah, he like shamed me for like. <laughs> no. How rude! She's just trying no. to flirt with you, bro. I know. Very rude. So, if he's listening, I hope you feel bad for that. Um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, Zach, you'll probably have to cut that last line out. Okay. <laughs> All right. So then, there we go. We meet up. We've got Coley, Patrice. Sarah, Glenn, Glenn, Glenn. yeah, Grace, Grace and Glenn, which I don't get the Glenn choice. You want to do like a boyish (laughs) name? Sure. Glenn. (laughs) Well, the pastor even made a comment. He was like, oh, I didn't realize that there were going to be boys at this reunion. Yeah, I know. I've met like I've met women named Kyle. I've met men named Lindsay. Like I know there are names that could be whatever. Glenn. (laughs) Like, if you're what a is woman that, named is that short for something? Glennis? Glenna- yeah. I guess there is Glenn, Glenn Close, but Who's I would that? say that's the only one. She's an actress. What about from um the the wizard movie? The Glinda. musical. Glinda. 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 Yeah. Glinda. Glinda. Good choice. Glenn. <laughs> Glenn. Anyway. And so I, I don't know. I I think the introduction of the friends was a little weird. It also is weird to me that they all live like pretty much in the same town, but they only get together once a year and they were like good friends in college. I don't know. Maybe that's normal. It just seemed a little. From my understanding, two of them live in that town and the other ones live different places. Oh, okay. That might've just been me not catching yes, up on because that. Because I think the girl Glenn and the one who's the alcoholic what's her name coley coley like i think they asked they were asking glenn how coley was doing and she's like well at fundraising events she's not great you know what i mean like and i don't think the rest of them knew i think they lived other places right i know that glenn lived in charleston for sure yeah right but i don't know where the rest of them lived i think patrice lived in atlanta because they made some really um uncomfortable comments about Atlanta at some points, which we'll get into. But what were you going to say, Natasha? I was just going to say the transition into them all being together w- was very fast. And I was, it was like the first five minutes. Do you know what I mean? Like all of a sudden they're together after mm-hmm. she's like, maybe I should go see them on this. Like, I don't know if I should go or not. And then, and then she's there like two seconds later. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So the friends, let's, I think just to address the right, right from the start. Um, yikes with how Patrice was written 
goodness gracious, they did not have to bring in anything about race or political activism into it, but decided to. That was my biggest takeaway from the movie. Right. It just randomly happened and there were really abrupt comments. And I was just like, I don't get it. Yeah. No. Yeah. (laughs) It was super weird. It's like they wanted to add it, but they didn't know how. So they just like, they were like, we need to add this for some reason. Like, but they, they didn't do it well at all. No. Yeah. So what we're talking about, basically, I don't know if Hannah, you want to explain more or whatever, but yeah, uh, you can finish your thought if you're, if you want to, I was just going to say what we're talking about is like, they made Patrice, she was uh, a poet and an activist for, wasn't she? I don't know. They just said she was a political activist and a poet. Right. And um, the line they said, I actually wrote it down was she's politically active and thinks that white men have suppressed society which, um, look, <laughs> let's not be the white people telling the black woman um, how oppressed she feels and if that's true or not. Like, yeah. what is this? No, that's not our place. <laughs> like, <laughs> or, the, or that she's expected to have that role because she's black. The only right, person, yeah. black person in the film. Very stereotypical. She's expected to have the, the role of being the you know one who's outspoken and the activist like Mm. yeah that's very yeah serious very yeah very token like and then she says she makes comments about like not wanting to bring a white guy to the charity yep and i'm like i why like not necessarily to add to a movie right i don't think that would be it, it was very, you know, they brought up this idea and I think just the whole carry out of the storyline that didn't need to be added was just lazy and wrong. Like, yeah, yeah. it was super lazy. What was, uh, is the, is the director? Um, the director was a man. Okay. It was co-written by two women. I found this after like deep, deep Google research. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just don't like the idea of a white person telling a black person how, like, try, writing that. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. I don't, writing that role. I don't think that's right. I don't. It just was not even accurate. It wasn't even, it was assuming things. Okay. And I, I didn't like it, that. Okay. Can confirm one of the writers is white. I'm looking at the other now. Yep, they're both white. So that's, that's wrong. Uncomfortable. And also the scene where like they're at the funeral and Coley is like, "You say like you grew up in the hood, but I grew I grew up in the hood. I know racism like worse than you do." Yeah. That oh was my so gosh. Weird. And. <laughs> my note said let's stop bringing race into this because no one is handling this right like yeah like if you're gonna talk about race like you have to be qualified to talk about race yeah you know what i mean in that sense like if you're teaching someone about ra- like those people were trying to teach people about race yeah and like these people had no like these writers had no clue what they were talking about like when it comes to racial injustice and all of that stuff and it felt weird to just add it it yeah. felt super weird to just like add it when you when you're not qualified and and teaching it exactly and it also gives what it does to the audience is it gives us the idea that political political activism is wrong or political activism that might be um more progressive is wrong or more focus on social issues is wrong like race um also right because that was her thing because they all had things of what they were like how they were living that was wrong or like not aligned with the bible and i kept wondering like what's her thing i don't understand what her thing is because in my head social activism is not not associated with the bible i think it's very associated with bible and aligns with the bible so in my head i'm like i don't understand why like what's up with patrice that she's struggling or whatever and then i realized oh they're making the point that her political activism and her being confident in who she is and her being outspoken is like wrong yeah 
like she and I didn't yeah no which is it's harmful especially because I think also what it gives is a painting of like political activism is wrong unless you do it this way you know because let's let's be real there are Christian politicians there you yep. know so it's it's them wanting a certain way rather than and, and that's just a harmful thing you know like people are allowed to create their own political beliefs like we cannot prohibit someone from creating their own beliefs on their own so to give this kind of overall statement like oh being involved in politics is bad knowing full well most of these people have their own beliefs right. that they thought of on their own the writers included like yeah and it wasn't just politics it was specifically social issues that had to do with race and gender yeah and that is a large thing to like just randomly bring up you yeah. know these are actual issues that people are right. affected by yeah. and it's super random to just throw in a christian film as like we see that this is what's happening in the world today that's basically right. what they were trying to say yeah yeah um, and I also didn't like, this is a switch in characters, the the whole Gracie introduction where Glenn is talking about how her son is going off to like um, boot camp or something. And Gracie's like, have you been praying for his safety? Yeah. And Glenn's oh, like, no? okay, I'm going to go take this call. Yeah, and Glenn's like, <laughs> bye. Like, why? No. <laughs> I feel like for Christians who are writing this, they should have thought like, I, I hope that they're self-aware enough to know the exact thing that Christians shouldn't say so that they don't sound stereotypical. Yeah. But these these writers just like wrote a list of all the stereotypical things that Christians do say and then put it in the script. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And, and like so cheesy, so like one liners, like at one point somebody's like the Sarah was like, as Jesus would say well done, good and faithful servant. Yeah. And I'm like, I know that's in the Bible, but I'm not so saying cheesy. that. Yeah. Uh, like also, that's not, not that I'm not saying that, but it's just like at that timing, it was, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I think like, if you have friends who have clearly expressed that they're not interested in your religion, maybe don't give them Bibles as a gift at your friend's weekend. Like, <laughs> like you are not going to be the one to save them. Like you can talk about it. I think that's the thing we think if we push and push and push, yeah, they'll give in. Mm. But like, no, people become like a, a way I think that Jesus wants us to be ministers is to just be open about what we believe. Right. And like the Holy Spirit will convict people their right. own way. That's not us. But that's not our job. Like, <laughs> That's like trusting the Holy Spirit's the I think the hardest thing for Christians. I really like I, I'll stand by that. I think Christians don't trust the Holy Spirit enough to do the Holy Spirit's job of because the Holy Spirit is in charge of convicting people. The Holy Spirit is in charge of uh, bringing peace over people, for talking to people, for getting them out of the place they're in. That is not what we do. What we do is just live our lives of Christ. And like, yeah, like people ask us questions if we're if we're wanting to express how we feel about things. Totally welcome to do that. But you like you we're not big enough to be in control of someone else's life. There's right. nothing I can do that is going to change how someone else acts. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And maybe we get in our head because sometimes I think in the past pastors and religion has told us like what you say affects other people and like could change their lives, but that's not true. Even if I say something that changes someone else's life, what I said wasn't the reason it changed. Yeah. It was how they listened or how the Holy Spirit convicted them in that moment. Cause I could say the same thing and in a completely different moment. And if Holy Spirit isn't present and like doing what he, he's doing, then they're not going to hear it. You know, it's nothing about me or my words. Yeah. It's about, it's about him. Right. Well, sorry. I was passionate. No, no, no. Came out. <laughs> it's okay. I'm glad this makes for the good episode. I think the next thing to know is, um, uh, Gracie dies. There yeah, we go. We're just going to say it. Miss Amazing Grace passed away and we get to the funeral and I swear the way that they recorded this or filmed this funeral scene with the guy singing the song is they were like, we're just going to play a track in the open and you're just going to sing along. Like you're just going to mouth the words to it. 
Like the sound mixing. First of all, the sound mixing throughout this whole movie was horrible. Yeah, I was you couldn't mad. hear a thing. And then you get to this funeral, and the song sounds so different than like their actual talking. It's like so you like just like played it in this large open room and told the guy to like mouth the words and didn't like dub it over with anything. <laughs> like, which I think is how they like normally. Rec- it was. What do we think of this funeral? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i i get i didn't think i guess i didn't have a lot to comment on the funeral i thought it was interesting that when glenn was leaving the husband said it's your friend not mine i'm not coming right yeah i thought so it was interesting. rude <laughs> it is very rude but like it also just doesn't seem like someone would say like if a guy wasn't coming and he was like the worst, I would assume that they, he would at least make an excuse of like, exactly. oh, I can't. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's not just going to be like, oh, sorry, it's your friend. I'm not coming to the funeral. Like, yeah. I mean, and let, maybe, maybe there's guys out there like that. If there <laughs> oh, is, yeah. listening, don't be like that, please. Thanks. Your friend just tragically died in a car accident. And you know what? I don't care. <laughs> like, like. <laughs> Yeah, so I feel weird. like if he was like an awful guy, he'd still yeah find some way to like trick her into thinking like, right. like yeah, um, like cover it up yeah. at least a little bit. Like you care, yeah, right. yeah. like he'd cover it's his so tracks. <laughs> <laughs> this is your friend, not mine. Also, also, uh, well, yeah, okay. So the funeral was weird, but most of it was just the song. Like after funeral was the the part that really like got me like that whole after yeah. funeral like the reception was a yeah, lot where, yeah where coley basically just attacked everyone yeah yeah also she drank she's an alcoholic just to keep people updated yeah i don't think the movie handled the first alcohol, half of the movie well. yeah handled alcoholism at all glenn you do not grab your friend's purse to address <laughs> her addiction Right. Like, no, you're done. You're done. Like, like that is not how we address addiction. addiction. Yeah. That's it was awful. so it was so bad. Like, as if that's gonna do anything. She was like, give me your drink. Stop drinking. You can't stop. Why can't you stop drinking? Give it to me. To an oh, alcoholic. No. Yeah, like, oh like, no. Oh, oh, oh my god. I'm so sorry. I didn't realize I was an alcoholic. Yeah, here, take my drink. Like, <laughs> no. It's so unrealistic. Yeah, like like as if she's gonna take it from her and be like, oh wait, maybe I am. Maybe I am an alcoholic. Like I would just like to give a hot take. I don't know if it's hot take to be honest, but I just hate that alcohol is a die we hill a die we hill on, a hill we die (laughs) on as Christians and where we have to have it in every movie as the outward sin because Mm -hmm. we're so bad at at showing what inward sin looks like that we have to use these outward sins to like try to express the gospel. And it's so messed up because people just associate it with that item rather than like understanding what actual sin is or understanding what like, like inward sin is or all that stuff. Like people are so like, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. You're just picking something and saying, okay, this shows it. This is an example. But then people go off that by taking alcohol is like, okay, alcohol is the example of sin. We can't even touch it, you know? And it's, it's, it's so sad. Like it's depicted in that way because I don't think it's a like a bad thing. I think alcoholism is bad. And I think that's ruins people's lives and is really hard and is something that needs to be dealt with. But I think, you know, it's just saying Christians always take it to the next level with that stuff. I think that the church needs to talk about how to drink responsibly. Right. So that it's not like all or nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I don't think, yeah, we should teach people how to drink responsibly because not every denomination comes in with the same, like, you know, alcohol in itself is not bad. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's a dangerous game to like, try to say that it is obviously alcohol was different back in the day but like it was still a big part of social gatherings like you know we can't condemn 
uh, like alcohol when it's like in the Bible. It's a part. It's, I think that's why it's people mentioned. Try, I know people try to like explain away Jesus turning water into wine. I'm like, he just did it. He just yeah, turned water into it, wine. And weddings, weddings those days lasted like five or six days. Like right. this wasn't a evening, turned water into wine, had a glass. Like these were like five to six days of partying and like celebrating for weddings. Yeah. And- <laughs> yeah. It Like, well, that's the thing. Like, I think that shows like, yeah, this was socially like we were, were relating a story of when Jesus was in a social setting you know, and we can com- we can compare that to now. Like, it's just alcohol has always been a part of social settings, and it's evolved over time. But yeah, right. Just the uh, the simple nature of being drinks that people enjoy doesn't make it bad. And I think that that's dangerous. Right. Yes. And then they didn't depict alcoholism well either, because it's like a mental disorder too. Like, it's something that people. Uh, deal with because of family history because of all of that like which they showed that a bit the family history I thought that was terrible acting though anybody else with her background like her mom and her like also is that her dad or I didn't understand what they were trying to say when he's when she said you're not even her real dad or whatever yeah Yeah, I I don't know and yeah I think too I think just well I also you know Patrice drinks, but then we, we bring out the whole fact that she had a blue chip. So she's on a sobriety journey as well. Or, or they, they offered her a drink and she said, no, maybe she didn't drink. I shouldn't say that if she's been in recovery, but like, like, yeah, that everyone, no one can drink, but like, yeah, it didn't. No, it it just just had to be mentioned. It had to be mentioned in a Christian movie. I don't know. Like, let's have a Christian movie where just like, a, like people are just like casually drinking wine while talking about Jesus. And then that's, that's it. That's what happens. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. Exactly. And I think there's also Patrice comes to Christ. Glenn comes to Christ. That part of the movie really dragged for me. I was, <laughs> I was in and out um, just watching that. I think the next thing to focus on Coley overdoses suicide attempt is hospitalized also like when sarah is in the hospital yeah we we think it's a suicide attempt she's like there is no way there is no way my friend would do that like sarah could you be a bit courteous to the fact that your friend is struggling right now like or admit the fact that some people like want to take their lives and that's a real struggle and not just like throw it away like it's crazy nonsense (laughs) right and the other two girls looked at her like that like, I did like that part. Like the I, girls, did, I liked that too, but then I was confused on why they didn't elaborate. Like they didn't say anything or correct thinking. her. Like mm-hmm. this is where the movie got me because I was I I didn't like it, and then somehow at this point I felt like the writing completely switched because even when Pastor Rodney was like in the room with her, I was like I feel like this is good. Like I feel like the way that he's talking her through this isn't too pushy. He's he's talking about how he relates to alcoholism with his mother, which I totally was calling like the whole time when he was like talking about, he knew a woman. I was like, his mom, it's his mom. It's his mom, his mom. Yeah. And I got it. I was very proud. Um, <laughs> like, I thought that was okay. It was, I felt like it started like, he almost feels like a different person took over. Maybe that's why there's two writers. Maybe someone started <laughs> the script and then someone came in and finished it like differently. Like, yeah. I, yeah. What did we think of the scene with Coley and Pastor Rod in the uh, in the hospital? It wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. Right. I feel that. There could have been worse ways that it was talked, uh, about. talked about, right? Um, it was very fast. I think they spent a lot of the movie with random scenes that could have been completely cut. And then they could have spent like a good amount of time on this part that was important. Yeah. And the I conversion part. Right. Like, yeah. I feel like they didn't spend enough time on it. He was like, like the story was good. Yeah. Connecting it. But like, like what's the point of the movie? Is it supposed to help people know how to like talk to, do you know what I mean? Like, because in that instance, it doesn't show how to like talk to someone <laughs> because he had a personal experience but not everyone does you know what to say in those moments yeah so I don't know do you know what I mean yeah I, I also thought it was weird that the baptism was like 
you are saved and we're going to baptize you on Sunday. Not that that is bad. Like I'm all down for a good baptism, but I just thought like the flow, like it was like you said, Natasha, like it was like one second we were focusing on this. And then the next second, like we're convert, we're like converting all of these people and they're getting baptized and their families are going to be at church and like, everyone's going to be happy. And I'm just like, that's not how it works. Sometimes that's how it works, but that doesn't, that's not how it works. I honestly feel like the other two conversions or whatever were, were better dealt with, to be honest, like to be like, I think they were longer talked about and they had scripture backing a little bit more scripture backing to why they like, why he, felt like the Lord should be in their lives. Right. So like the girl who yeah. we haven't talked about the girl, <laughs> sorry, she got, um, catfished online <laughs> by a con Oh my gosh. I'm yeah. So sorry, I'm, laughing. Hi. I'm really sorry. We're with the FBI. Your yeah. daughter. Also the fact that her mom is just like on the porch, like every day, all day. <laughs> just like and ripping her, just like ripping yeah. that girl to shreds. Right. Yeah. Does she live there? I don't know. Yeah. Like she just hangs out on the front porch all day. <laughs> yeah. So cool. that whole storyline, I like, I actually liked what you had to say about how, because she was supposed to be the perfectionist who does everything right in her life. And she wanted one thing for herself, which was this affair. So the way he explained that not like not all like the way he explained sin and explained that like just because you're doing everything is right doesn't mean that you actually have a relationship like the way that he explained that I I kind of appreciated um but yeah there was more time I felt like spent on the other two conversions and they made more sense why they would go and get baptized yeah than this one Mm-hmm. as much do you know yeah. what I mean? like i don't feel like i felt a reception from her like he said everything and then i don't feel like she was receiving as much yeah it didn't feel like it was it felt weird because i felt like him talking to her was like i know that you can overcome this like i know it's gonna be hard but you can get through this here's a bible like you know like what what's the bible like you're not taking this approach of it, it was yeah they didn't mesh up it was and I also felt like, yeah, those baptisms at the end, I was like, so do they believe or are they just being baptized? Like, you yeah. know how they talk about like, yeah, you go to a youth retreat and you feel the youth retreat and you like, like you leave it, you feel great. And then how do you apply that to life? Like, that's kind of how mm-hmm. I felt like they're like on this high of like, my friend told me about Jesus and now, but, but what's going to happen? Like, I don't want to just assume everything's going to be okay because. Right. Mountain experience. All of yeah, these like, things. Like to- Glenn had a had an affair. Yeah. His her husband is having an affair. Okay, so now you're a Christian. So now what? Are you gonna leave your husband? Yeah. Are Which, you gonna repair the relationship? Yeah. We already know this church too is not too fond of divorce. <laughs> the red my, lady who came out. The red- <laughs> my jaw dropped. I went, oh my god. I didn't understand that until it was she came to the house and apologized. I was like, wait, what? Like oh, no, I did I not knew. understand it. I I mean, like, I knew the whole time, like Zach and I are talking, and we were like, um talking about um how how inappropriate, like if the pastor's single and wants to get married, like, of course, that's fine. Like but just the way that they were conversing was like weird and inappropriate. Like the texting, it just didn't feel right. It was like teenage, teenage kind of attitude. Yeah. But the fact that they verbalized it, I was so confused. I was like, I was not expecting them to actually like verbalize it. And for this woman to be like, I was in love with him. So I told on you. And did she seem older than the other? She super old. Yeah. Yeah, she did. Yeah, that's why I was confused. I didn't see her as someone who would be interested in the pastor because she seemed like the pastor's mom. Yes. (laughs) Oh, screaming! It was. Oh my goodness! (laughs) Again, it was just this random component of this movie that didn't connect. No, didn't make sense. But they just felt the need to put it in. I I get why they did it. It's, they wanted to add the jealousy aspect of forg- and forgiveness. Forgiveness, they to, yeah. They wanted to add an aspect where, uh, what's her name, the main character? Sarah. Sarah. So they wanted to add an aspect where Sarah also needed to change or, like, be helped by, by Jesus and, like, have her own thing. 
So it was forgiving, but it was super short, super random. I feel like they exactly what you said, Maggie wrote down everything, you know, they know about Jesus and the Bible. (laughs) It was like, okay, how do we fit this all in at random points to make sure it's all in there? Yeah. And let's not, let's, let's wrap it up with what do we think about the pastor proposing during church? What did you think the outcome of that was going to be? She was singing in the service. Yeah. Also, were you trying to propose by whispering to her (laughs) while she's singing in the worship? Sorry. While she's swaying at the microphone, like (laughs) he's off stage where the pastor stands with the mic all awkwardly on Sunday morning, just like doesn't know what to do. And he's just like whispering to her, like, and she's like, I can't hear you. I'm singing. (laughs) If that is how Zach proposed to me. No. Yeah. And the song ends and it goes silent. And then he like yells it because he's trying to like get her to hear like, will you marry me? And it seems like not planned. Like he wasn't expecting to do it. Like it came out. He didn't have a ring. Like he was just right. like and in just in worship. Yeah. And if the if the people would have kept playing the music. Did you want her to scream back her answer? Yeah. I and everyone in the in the room thinks this is cute. <laughs> no one thinks this is really uncomfortable. I would be like as the senior pastor of my church, you should have disclosed that you were having a relationship with a member. Right. right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, for a week. Yeah. But they weren't yeah. having <laughs> a relationship. They didn't have a relationship. They just had a uh, oh, what are ki- what are kids calling it these days? Oh, a situationship. Have you guys Screaming. heard of that? Screaming. Yes, I know. Situation. They had a situation. So this is what the young kids um, wow. are saying these days on TikTok. It's a uh, a situationship is when you're not dating, but you're not just friends. It's a situation. So what like we would the, call uh, talking. Ta- our talking phase is called a situationship. That's what they had until they got engaged. <laughs> it, how do you trust? If I had just gotten engaged, I would not want my giant group of friends running over and like group hugging me. You know, yeah, that was, like that's yeah, a private moment. Good. Engagements are still like a moment, you know, like, yeah. even though they've only been talking for three days, like it, it was still <laughs> like a, a moment. And now, to be fair, I do know people who have dated for a week and gotten married and are still together to this day, which is like, congratulations. But they at least spent more time together than this pastor. They're also the woman did. They're, yeah, they're also the exception to the rule. Exactly. I mean? Yeah. We shouldn't all be doing that because it worked for one person <laughs> or a few people or a few couples. And I really thought they were going to end the movie with like another girls weekend, like a year later where they were all talking about Jesus, but they didn't, which I think missed opportunity. And I should have written this. I should have the whole time. Zach's like, I wrote this movie. I wrote this. Like <laughs> I, I wrote this because he, that's what he says when he wants to like predict the script. It was <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I think the most alarming thing to me was this pastor relationship with what's her name, because it, it was childish and yeah. you never knew what it was. And that is alarming to me as a woman, like from her place, she was sharing emotional information with him about how she was feeling about her friends, about how she was feeling with about her life and like her kids. And she didn't know at those moments when sharing whether she was talking to a pastor or a potential boyfriend or relationship yeah. like that wasn't clear and that's a super like vulnerable place to be in only god can only god can what <laughs> like oh, he can what what is he doing only god can <laughs> what <laughs> what is the movie wanting this to like why did they call it that? I have no idea. Also, did you not see also this is a way, way reference back. The unseasoned garlic bread they cooked with that spaghetti. That garlic <laughs> bread that looked like three days old. No garlic, like just bread. Like bread with spaghetti. I I didn't Appalling. see that. 
That sounds horrible. But did you did you guys see when the they had the outlook of the city? Yeah. From and it looks like I literally took a like I took what are those called? Um, a screenshot. Yeah, like from Google Maps or something. Or or yeah. if oh. I or, or if I myself like got my own like GoPro uh, GoPro and like threw it up in the air or something. Yeah. And I like threw it on some like it was like very it the, the quality of it was so different from the rest of the video it was so weird it was so out of place it was so out of place well folks it's about that time where we're going to use our manners all right so i want to use rat poison but i won't um just like when they offer you more unseasoned garlic bread mm, at the church so cool. luncheon we've all been there um, <laughs> when I offer you more only God can, you're going to hit me with a yes, please. Or a no, thank you. Natasha, I've got this garlic bread right here. No, thank you. I only take my garlic bread seasoned. Amen. <laughs> get some nice butter, some garlic salt. Get some why, don't, why don't you want this? Um, yeah, uh, it was, I, it was so unorganized. Uh, it, it didn't say much about like the Jesus I know or the church I know. It was like throwing a bunch of Christianese into a film and hoping that someone got something out of it. Um, and it was, it poorly um, represented some really serious issues like alcoholism, racial inequalities, gender inequalities, um, uh, affairs, stuff like that. Like it just poorly represented all of those things. Um, and I just don't think they were qualified in talking about those issues. So. Yeah. No, no thanks. Not for right. me. Well, Maggie, I've got, I've got your garlic bread. You want some? Made it I'm just for have- you. Um, I, I would probably take it and then throw it away in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> because you had a church service? Been there. Because yeah. I don't want to um, offend the nice old ladies who cooked for me. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That was a good answer. Wow. So you throw it away. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> why, why didn't you like this film? I mean, I echo everything that Natasha said. Um... And all of yours are probably way higher reasons than mine, but I think it was just for the fact that as Christian writers, right, writing movies, we should be appealing to non-Christians. But what they did was take everything, like it was more of a parody than (laughs) than actual um, content. Because it was just like, we just took every one-liner and we just put it in the movie and then called it good. And it wasn't. No. So I, yeah, I'm throwing this garlic bread out and no one, I say this every episode, like no, no one is eating this garlic bread. No mm. one is allowed to. I, I think all in all, for me, it's there's a lot of harmful things said in this movie about a lot of different things. Race, addiction, relationships, all that jazz. And I also think, what was the movie? Again, only God can what? <laughs> Convert people? Like, I don't know what the point, like, what? And, like, I think, ultimately, this movie is trying to say something about forgiveness and your life purpose being centered around God, but I think it just shows us how to like manipulate your friends into being Christians, which is not a good message. It's bad. It's very bad. Like it's, it's harmful. That's definitely not, you know, the way that people come to Christ is through an encounter with the Lord on their own. You know, all you can do is live out your life as you believe. And if people are inspired by your faith, then they'll come you know, to terms with their own, on their yeah. own. Right. Um, you know, mentorship's different, discipleship's different, but I think in initially believing, like, they will come to that on their own terms. So, like, let's not push people, let's not give Bibles to people who don't want to know more, like, 
let's take a step back, Sarah, and um, right. or present the gospel in a way that they'll hear it, not just how you want it to yeah. be heard. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That, that That's huge. This was, um, wow, what a way to end Christian Girl Autumn, am I right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. the the fall leaves die and winter hits in the cold front of just despair and loneliness hit us well we're gonna start talking about christmas in a couple weeks (laughs) (laughs) um i want to thank you both i these are my best friends i love you both so much thank you for being on the pod this is so fun can't wait to have you back again um before we go is there anything you would like to plug could be literally anything uh our friend mitch has plugged his own linkedin account so <laughs> go ahead like it's okay <laughs> listen if you like fashion and you just want to see my daily fits put up my tiktok <laughs> honestly <laughs> like it's called i honestly just put like i just i just walk around on the screen with my outfits and there's it's pretty they're boring, but Thank you. They're great. I don't have a TikTok, but your Instagram is um, very amazing. Thank I'm you. I'm like, why did she look so good? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so I much. love, I love fashion and living in Instagram and living European me. dream. I am in Scotland right Truly. now. So. Yes, she is. Thank you for doing this so late in the evening for you. Um, One a.m. Woo. I will continue to plug Unbound every single week until you listen. Um, That is a music group I am a part of. And it's Christmas time. We've got a single. I've got a single out, Away in a Manger. But also, we have also have two great Christmas albums. Um, So if you look up Unbound on Apple or Spotify or Amazon Music, um, one... Dot five is our Christmas EP, and we I think it's just Unbound Christmas is the other album. You should listen and have a jolly good time. So I'm sorry, I'm gonna add one more plug too. I'm sorry, so sorry. Um, there is a uh, organization called Oaks Emotional and Spiritual Growth Support, um, which uh, a couple people I know, one being my mother. <laughs> Oh, yay. Is, is leading um it's a it's a uh website where you can basically find spiritual mentorship um or counseling um so if you are in need of spiritual guidance or a mentor or a life coach uh you can go on to their instagram or their facebook or their website um the link is uh support oaksupport.com yes really check that out I'm sure you will love it I Natasha's mom's the best we love Carol Um, she really is the best wisdom wisdom you should definitely (laughs) check that out like I said we've got Christmas coming up we've got some great Christmas specials um, so you really don't want to miss them and then we're starting to plan for season three in January already. So, you know, you have to listen every week. Wednesdays, you know, is the time Godfellows comes out. Um, so join us next time with some jolly spirit and holiday fun. <laughs> and thank you for joining us for Christian Girl Autumn. I've been Miss Hannah. I've been Miss Natasha. And I've been Miss Maggie. <laughs>
<laughs> well, that was certainly a lot of fun. Hey, everybody, we know we've been leaving little uh, Easter eggs. I don't know if we should call them Easter eggs because it is Christmas after all, but I just wanted to let you know. Yes, I am finally going to tell you what our Christmas special is going to be about. But first, let me just, uh, you know, tell you a couple of the topics we'll be we'll be covering. We are going to be making a list of Christmas no-goes. Those are Christmas songs that we don't want to hear ever again. And also, we'll be making another Christmas playlist for your church's Christmas party. But ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be talking about a made-for-TV special that came out in the 80s starring Loretta Swit of MASH fame. Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be talking about the best Christmas pageant ever. This is going to be a very, very special episode with a lot, a lot of really amazing guests. So, some of your favorites returning, by the way. Make sure that you are subscribed wherever you get your podcasts from. And we can't wait to deliver this episode.